Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how you doing? Doing really well. Today's episode is ambitious, in my opinion. I yeah. always love talking about uh, this kind of stuff, so I'm excited. The holiday season rolls around and the ambition comes out. We're like, oh man, right. everyone's at peace, enjoying Christmas or Hanukkah, <laughs> Kwanzaa, and you know, everyone's nobody's going to stress about all this crazy Apex stuff we come out and say. So it's a good time. No, but in all, all seriousness, we're going through and discussing the ideal loadouts for each and every legend in the game today, which is something we kind of briefly touch on in Mastering the Legends, but we're going to put it all in one place for you guys here with a nice refresher for the current meta, and I'm excited. Before we do that, though, if you want a question answered, leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Pods, and we'll make sure it gets answered on the show. Recently, we've had incredible support on Patreon, just very generous. We would love to see it over there. Many people giving annual contributions uh, to join the third-party community and be a part of the third-party nation. If you want to join the third party on Patreon, there's a ton of benefits, tons of different tiers, pay whatever you can, pay whatever you want to, and it is very much appreciated. Get a ton of benefits, bonus episodes, of course, ad-free listening, of course, and then some pretty crazy stuff like Mm -hmm. signed replica weapons, gaming sessions, things like that. It's a real blast over there. Yeah. Yeah, we, we really try to make it worth your while and we lose money doing it with some of the benefits. Like, and this is being yeah. honest. That is the honest truth. We that love is the honest patrons. truth. Yep. Goes we, to a good cause. <laughs> exactly. Keep the fans happy, the community happy. But yeah, let's do it. Let's dive in this episode. I'm so excited to do this. I know we're, we're in the holiday spirit. We got Winter Express going. I'm rocking the ugly Christmas sweater, Darth Vader coming on here i'll probably go another christmas sweater uh next show as well so we can we can compare but i am so excited for this episode because we're kind of introducing this concept of loadouts with holiday express last week and mm-hmm. or winter express last week and so now i'm like oh man put hb and us in charge of making these uh loadouts and we're gonna have some pretty dang strong ones if uh, i could say so myself <laughs> that's definitely true yeah um but to give a little of a intro or a backstory Mm -hmm. as to where we're coming from for this episode back in season 10 we released a very popular episode titled three numbers that matter in that episode we reduced the complexity of apex to only a few numbers and this episode was one of our most popular episodes of the year and was certainly a blast to record with the sober nurse and in this episode um the three numbers that matters we unveiled a new number called the weighted power rating for weapons and this number was calculated with the time to kill and accuracy required against an enemy with purple armor with purple magazines Mm -hmm. the weighted power rating was then the power rating multiplied by a coefficient measuring the recoil or difficulty of a weapon Mm -hmm. from this we were able to determine the best overall weapons that both had power forgiveness and the competitive advantage. We could also look at the best weapons in each class, which we'll refer to today when assigning the best loadouts per legend. Now, there's also going to be some serious assumptions made in today's episode Mm -hmm. because we're reducing a legend and their abilities 
to their single best play style so that their strengths are supported by their loadout. Is this always going to be relevant? No. Is this always obtainable in a battle royale environment? No. Um, but in the past, you know, we've had in our Mastering the Legend segment, we've recommended um, where a legend should play in a team. For example, Bloodhound uh, should go into a fight maybe second out of three rather than first in order to provide the most utility from a scan while keeping their aggression forward. Other legends do better in long-range engagements or thrive in close quarters combat. For each legend, we'll discuss their best playstyle, two weapons that fit that playstyle, and why. Yeah, this is going to be so great. And like you said, like there's obviously some assumptions being made, and this is our best shot at things. But like we always try and say with weapons, like we have our favorites. We have the ones that the numbers say are the top weapons. But if for some reason you can't control the recoil of something or you're not comfortable using the wingman because you can't find success with it, that it won't fully apply to you. This is our best recommendation, but truly do take into account your own skill and your own preferences in putting together the best weapon loadout for you. But if you're generally confident in everything that you're rolling with or don't have a total preference i think this is a really strong list for you to maybe get off with your main and get some big big games and have some success so anything else or we just dive right in that sounds good to me i can't wait starting with bloodhound so bloodhound in terms of the play style we're rocking with the medium to close range-esque aggressive recon is kind of the information and tactic we try and preach with blood like henry just mentioned number two going into a fight just because it keeps this kind of cycling with bloodhound very confident and he's not really this guy that you always want to be coming in and taking all the damage because he can't always get out like some of the other legends can in the game so for weapon one we got the flat line. This is coming in at the number two AR. It beats out the R301 in accuracy requirement and time to kill. With a crazy recoil, however, uh, it is very effective up close. Big, nice, powerful magazine for hip firing. It's a really solid weapon all around. Uh, one that I think people need to need to work on getting better with, myself included. I know that I, I, I really do rely on the R301, but if I can get better with the flat line, I'm going to be having a ton of success. And let's go straight into weapon two, and then we'll maybe we'll spitball a little bit. But for weapon two, we got the car SMG, really flexible weapon tied for number one in the SMGs with the Volt. Uh, the ability to take heavy and light magazines just gives the car a nice edge to Bloodhound in terms of versatility in a BR. And that's something we really do try and work towards. Versatility equaling power in Apex Legends at its finest. Bloodhound is such a fun legend to play and is so unique in what loadout is going to work best for them mm -hmm. because in order to be the best Bloodhound, you need to be scanning in ult as much as possible, as accurately as possible. So that's kind of puts you in an interesting place in a gunfight. And I think both the flatline and the car really play to that strength because the flatline has that power and you kind of have that medium ranged AR, but also that hip fire strength. And the car allows you to loot really quickly and you know mm -hmm. get what you can either light or heavy and keep on the recon which is really important gotta love the recon and the flexibility that these two guns really do provide like you can go all heavy and have success doing that but if you just run into one of those games where you don't find a ton of heavy ammo you got the nice ability to flip over to that light without a problem with the car i love it i love it so much i love it too yeah next up we have gibraltar and gibraltar's play style is the tank 
of the team. Pretty straightforward, and their weapons are going to be the Rampage and the R301. Now, the explanation for these two weapons. Although Gibraltar is famous for bubble fights, where a shotgun or even those wingman headshots are brutally powerful, Gibraltar thrives by aiming down sights and putting out high damage per second on target. The Rampage and the R301 are the number one and number two most powerful weapons based off our weighted power rating and allow Gibraltar to be a solid base of fire, which is his playstyle, breach buildings with the gun shield, and surprise enemies from range. So it's really a great loadout that you can't go wrong with. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're going to ruffle some feathers with not including shotguns with some Gibby fans also, but we got, I got it. I'm going to default to you and no problem ever running with two of the best guns in the game. It's pretty easy to be confident with that loadout. And with the arm shield, you can just, you can really, really just keep that fire coming with these two guns together. It's really nice. Yeah. Number three, though, we got Lifeline, Playstyle, Combat Medic. Wow, it's like Apex defined it really well for us for this one. This one, Lifeline, you're third going into the fight, but got to be prepared to defend down teammates at a close range in terms of combat. So we got two weapons. We got the R301 and then weapon two, the Mozambique, because it's Mozambique here for obvious reasons. little explanation. The Mozam fan favorite weapon for more than one reason. Although it falls behind other shotguns, it has a very competitive time to kill, beating out all the other shotguns against common armor. The Mozambique, a great finishing weapon, and if you hit your shots, can be absolutely devastating. We just had a really fun uh, Winter Express session where the Mozambique was gold in rotation and had a lot, a lot of power there. This is a gun that can be used very well, and yeah, it just fits Lifeline's personality and kit quite well. I don't need to reiterate the R301. This is the best dang gun in the game for a lot of people and one that is just so consistently you're going to be able to rock with it as your primary uh, with confidence yeah lifeline just has such a unique role in the team and a really weird play style because Mm -hmm. she doesn't have any mobility but she has to be a close range legend so how do you kind of approach that in that you need to have the flexibility of an ar to protect you out in the open but having someone like a fully auto Shotgun pistol is actually a pretty viable option when you're right in somebody's face, reviving your squad mate right in front Mm -hmm. of them. So it's a pretty cool loadout. Mm -hmm. Next, we have Pathfinder. And Pathfinder's playstyle is what we call the slingshot gunner. You know, using that grapple to sit back and forth in and out of fights, up and down, high ground, low ground, all that jazz. The weapons that we recommend are the Hemlock and the Volt. The explanation here is that the Hemlock with the boosted loader is an excellent medium range weapon rated number seven overall out of all weapons. With the chance to hit headshots, it's also very good at closing the gap. And with the hit and run tactics that Pathfinder really excels at, this is perfect because Mm -hmm. you have something that can burst at close to medium range and get that big reward of the headshot. The Volt is also a perfect secondary weapon for Pathfinder because it packs a serious punch as an SMG that can be used up close as well as medium range given its damage per shot and rate of fire. So you have that kind of effect of bouncing back and forth and still being successful with this loadout. 
This is one of those loadouts where I think you're going to use both guns a lot. And some of these other ones like Lifeline, you're going to rely on the R301 a lot of times. But with Pathfinder and how much you're moving around, it makes a ton of sense to have a gun that's kind of more specific for a situation like the Hemlock and then that versatile Volt to really just be able to flip to it at any point with absolute confidence and not be a high risk when you're switching to your secondary like a lot of guns are. Yeah. Next, we got Wraith. I love this play style. The high roller, the gambling lady herself. We got two weapons here, wingman and car. Wraith's strengths come down to her ability to just dive directly at the enemy with her ultimate, do a ton of damage up close, bail out. Although the wingman is considered a high risk weapon, it's the second best pistol option out there. All things considered behind the the RE45. The best part about the wingman, other than just those nice juicy headshots as its ability to be used very effectively up close as a consistent high damage dealer as well as a solid marksman you get some nice versatility there giving wraith much needed ranged versatility and i also love this uh wingman with the car combo because if you go double heavy the wingman doesn't use up that much ammo so you really don't have to have ammo concerns which is something i love about the single fire guns in the game right now uh nbr specifically yeah, and as an offensive legend, that's what you want. You know, you don't want to be in the back of the pack looting and opening every crate. You want to be mm-hmm. pushing fights. So the wingman, even though we don't recommend it all the time, it really is the best loadout for a playstyle like Wraiths just because you're up close. You want to hit those headshots. You don't have the looting requirements that you might want. And then even though you might say, oh, what about a shotgun? Um, the wingman's perfect because with your phasing in and out or using the portal close range to long range mm-hmm. you can still deal solid damage so you're not completely abandoning your team as is kind of the infamous play style of yeah. so yeah. the wingman's a great call here i like it bangalore up next her play style is quick feet and the weapon loadout is going to be the flatline and the volt now bangalore has quick feet not only because of her passive ability but also her tactical and ultimate Those elements of her kit allow her to quickly change the pace of a fight from offense to defense. At her peak, Bangalore can close the gap on enemies and quickly turn a long-range fight into a close-range engagement. For that reason, the flatline and the bull are perfect choices because each are extremely powerful but allow for Bangalore to do work in medium ranges but thrive in close-range fights. Versatility right there with those two, no doubt. Next, we got Caustic coming in with the playstyle of the Corner Camper. Weapon 1, R301. Weapon 2, EVA 8. I love this loadout so much at its core, but Caustic truly thrives in his gas. And with his passive, he's one of only two legends that can have a digital digital threat effect on an AR or any other weapon outside of pistols, SMGs, and shotguns. This means that if Caustic can get gas on an enemy via a trap or the Nox grenade to slow and blind them, he can then hit his shots over his enemies and it's game over. And that's something that you cannot do with any other legend in the game. The R301 is quick and clean in this situation, being able to go through the gas and support by the EVA, the best overall shotgun in the game. Caustic's just going to shine and run through people at really close ranges with that gas and the corners he's camping. And uh, yeah, got to love the R301 for that little long range versatility still. Yeah, I think the R301 is just so fun to use because its recoil makes it feel like a laser beam. And if you're in a situation where you're playing Caustic at his best, 
you don't need something that is really great at hip firing or is mm-hmm. going to be at all like high damage risk in these bursts or single fire modes. You want something that you can just look at an enemy who is slowed and blind and beam them in one clip and mm-hmm. couldn't do that any better than with the R3. Yeah. And then you got that Eva for when two or three people show up into the gas and you need to get mm-hmm. real dirty quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Next we have Mirage. Playstyle is the decoy. Loadout is going to be the wingman and the flatline. Now Mirage is a difficult legend to master overall. You must use his decoys from his tactical and ultimate to confuse your enemies and waste their magazine while capitalizing on their reload time. This requires you to run away from your enemies sometimes and in almost a random direction to confuse them and then quickly turn, isolate an enemy, and one-clip them. This is really hard to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And you at least want to deal a lot of damage. Maybe you don't have to one-clip, but you want to deal a lot of damage. And the flatline just falls into that role so, so well. And the wingman as almost a secondary or even a primary in this situation is great because when there's eight or nine decoys out on the field, the wingman, you can almost have like move and shoot, move and shoot tactics where maybe you hit two shots and then you reposition because the only way to really identify which mirage is the real mirage is which one is shooting at you Mm -hmm. so if you can kind of change up the pace and move around sliding and jumping um you can maybe do more damage overall with the wingman than other weapons especially if you're taking on kind of a mismatch of maybe a three on two or a two on one something like that um i think this is a solid fun loadout for mirage yeah i mean mirage lets you get up close with some mm-hmm. other legends that you know really can't do that and by bamboozling folks and getting up real close with them and flatline's a great gun to deal out some damage and then you kind of mitigate that risk of not being able to be as accurate at ranges with not only the play style but the wingman on top of it so you're kind of two for oneing and that capitalizing on that flatline strengths next we got octane the aerial stimmer in terms of play style and we're rocking with the car and the eva 8 guys octane thrives up close we all know it Stim strafing is the best for a shotgun or SMG fight. Hip firing is going to be your best bet. So a shotgun is key as well as SMG in terms of accuracy requirement, giving you quick time to kill. But forgiveness while running a million miles per hour. Octane is one of the few legends we're going to recommend two up close weapons with. But it's because, I mean, I just said Mirage can get up close. Octane can really get up close. Two abilities that truly do cater towards essentially getting in people's faces he's going to be able to close the gap and deal out serious damage in a quick amount of time with these two weapons yeah i think these two are so unique because yes they're an smg and a shotgun but they're probably the best hip fire weapons in the game overall so when you're playing octane this is really gonna play to your favor and that you're going to be able to have the forgiveness you can have tight you know hip fire spread from both of them and you're going to be able to do exactly what you need to do as octane before we get into the rest of the legends though here's a word from our sponsors welcome back let's keep it rolling let's keep it rolling next we have watson and her play style is the anti area of effect area of effect legend (laughs) and the kit and the loadout that's going to support that is going to be the rampage and the vault 
Explanation. If Watson can't throw grenades, at least she can use thermites to charge the all-powerful rampage. <laughs> Given her smaller hitbox and a stationary playstyle, the most powerful LMG and weapon, for that matter, is a perfect fit. The Volt, for a secondary, is not only a great pun that Watson <laughs> would certainly enjoy, but is really a solid choice for defending fenced-up buildings. To have mm-hmm. a fully automatic SMG that packs a punch and has that forgiveness is really, really ideal for this sort of play style. Yeah, I mean, we talked about on Wednesday kind of the charged-up Rampage being absolutely broken with the glitch. She's just a legend that plays, I mean, outside of Rampart, she plays into it probably better than anyone else. Fuse probably a good, pretty dang good argument as well. Just in terms of like, there's no point in using nades really with her for a lot of the time if you're using her at her best. So still having a reason to carry them with this gun makes a lot of sense for inventory management. Next, we got Crypto. Long range recon is the play style here. And we're going with the longbow and the car. Crypto truly spends his entire game, if possible, in the drone to maximize his playstyle. This means he'll likely going to go into that fight third and last from a longer range after EMPing and providing some recon. The car is close range, is a close range juxtaposition that is necessary for when Crypto is surprised or, you know, you rush fights with a launch pad or something with your team's utilities. It's also the best choice because Crypto cannot loot as much as his teammates, so the flexibility of the car is key. And obviously, the longbow provides you that long-range follow-up for when you EMP and your teammates are out there scrapping and you know you want to maybe take a second to pause, get a shot or two off before finally heading into combat. Yeah, I think the biggest takeaway from highlighting the best possible loadout for Crypto is just minimizing the necessity to loot. Longbow does not need a whole lot of bells and whistles. It's going to do well with almost anything. And the car having that flexibility, like you said, Shay, it's really the best that crypto can do just because they need to focus on the drone. They need to stay as close to their teammates as possible. You can't be lagging behind looting the the third and fourth room of a random building. So Mm -hmm. it's really key. No doubt. Next we have Revenant. Their play style is offense only kind of like a shock trooper. Weapons are going to be the flatline and the RE45. At the peak of play for Revenant, you're going to want to use the ultimate death totem with your team, send it at an enemy, and finish at least one of them. This requires a loadout that has a high damage per second, where you use the full amount of the 100 hit points that you have while in death protection to do the most possible damage. Firing a clip of the flatline and then swapping to the RE45 to finish or finish the knock is key. Having a shotgun for an offensive legend like Revenant may be an intuitive choice, but Revenant is special because you have the opportunity for two attacks. Failing to do damage in the first attack is a major setback, and that could be achieved with a more risky weapon like a shotgun. So having consistent, quick, powerful weapons like the RE45 and the Flatline are really the best choices in our eyes for maximizing this kit of sending a lot of bullets in the right direction and not having any charge up with a devotion or any risk of missing a PK shot. You want to do damage, period. 
No doubt. I couldn't have said it better. Myself. You killed it. We got Loba. Loba is the ammo queen in terms of playstyle. And we're going with the nice loadout of the Rampage and the R301. Obviously, Loba, we just got to do the best weapons with the best attachments. Loba's abilities don't give her the, a huge advantage in closer long range engagements. So just use the meta weapons and keep firing because you can get as much ammo as you want and you're going to max out these guns every time and you're never going to run out of thermite, thermites uh, when you're playing as Loba. So she, she just fits in great for playing with the Rampage and R301 to not have to ever really worry about bullets. Yeah, I really, really like this loadout. It's on paper, very powerful, and game, very powerful. And Loba is one of my favorite legends just because awesome. it allows you to actually put to practice everything that we're talking about on this episode. <laughs> so love Loba. No doubt. Next we have Rampart. Her playstyle is the LMG queen. And her weapon loadout is going to be the Rampage, of course, and then the RE45. Now, with the faster reload packed into her passive for LMGs, Rampart is maybe the only legend that should strictly embrace this idea of a primary and a secondary weapon choice. To maximize Rampart, use the Rampage exclusively and carry as many Thermites as you can to fuel it. The RD45 is the best pistol for Rampart to react close quarters when she needs to switch up the pacing of the slow aim down sight movement speed of the LMG or Sheila to a full auto pistol. Yeah. And, and go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, shoot. We're jinx. Jinx, one, two, three. You owe me a soda or whatever it is. But I'll say, hey, I think we're going to say the same thing if I'm being completely honest. Probably. Rampage, the only weapon or one of the only weapons that the versatility isn't fully there. And instead of going with a shotgun as your close range weapon, we're going to mitigate that risk. And so we're going to go with the RE45 instead. So you don't have that situation where you use the rampage, someone gets up in your face, you don't want to use the rampage anymore, and then you whiff three bullets. You probably put out damage with your rampage or Sheila, RE45 is going to clean it up like nothing else. Yeah, and I think that's key because in the past, I think I've said things like, you know what, just dual wield LMGs with Rampart. They work so well with her. Why not do a Rampage or a Devotion and then have an L-Star to kind of spray and clean up? I actually think the RE45 is better at this role. And so I think that because you have the movement speed and kind of the flexibility of it, it's a better option. And like I said, just use the Rampage only. The reload mm -hmm. speed is so fast and you have a magazine size just reload it whenever you need to. Stay behind amped cover. Just use the <laughs> rampage. You don't really need two weapons with this girl. Henry's loving Rampart lately. Rampart and Loba, those are your two girls right now. No they doubt are. about it. They are. And, and Sky. We can throw her in there. And Skyland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next, we got Horizon, the verticality queen. Two weapons. Triple take R301. A really strong loadout right here. Obviously, with Horizon, you're going to take height as much as you can. Doing so with the best marksman rifle in the game, the triple take, and a simple recoil AR with the best overall power rating allows Horizon to just fry going up, fry coming down, have some versatility at close range that both these weapons provide, but just be able to really dominate power positions where nobody else can in this game. And that's something really special that she gets to do. Yeah, both of these weapons are chosen with careful intent. 
because <laughs> you want Horizon to be able to deal damage while moving up and down. Mm -hmm. Given the recoil of the R301, that's achievable. And given the spread of the triple take and its presence as the best marksman, you got really good options to keep the damage coming while maximizing the vertical mobility. No doubt. Next, we have Fuse. Playstyle is grenades only. Weapon one, frag. Weapon two, arc star. It's really not as important <laughs> as the other classes, but if we were to pin him down to a loadout, we would do the rampage and the wingman. Fuse, we have said this again in the past, but is a medium to long range legend based off his abilities. The rampage with more thermites, which Fuse can carry with the passive, and the wingman, which doesn't require a ton of ammo, means that Fuse can excel at the long range that both the Rampage and the Wingman can provide, but also allow him to carry more grenades because you don't need a whole lot of ammo for that mm -hmm. Wingman. But the truth is, if you're playing Fuse, focus on his abilities, not so much the loadout. You need to come into every fight and use the passive, tactical, and ultimate. That's a long checklist of things you need to do you got before time. you really think about weapons. So mm -hmm. focus there, but these weapons are really going to support all of his abilities and that play style. Yeah, I mean, this is a legend you really do want to stick in that medium range to mm -hmm. maximize. And so having two weapons that cater towards that and then, like you said, kind of play into the strength of his inventory, it makes a ton of sense for having success with this legend. But yeah grenades only that's the way of life with this guy right now next we got valk the greatest repositioner in the game and with that we got two weapons that are great the r301 and the car valk does have a kit that favors more long-range engagements but her jetpack just allows her to dominate those urban fights on the roof going through windows jumping for the floor so having two fully automatic weapons that truly do keep her mobile that's how you play to her strengths. You know, maybe there's an argument to say, hey, I'm going to run the sniper because I can reposition. I know where everyone is on the map with I use my ult, all that kind of stuff. But at her best, she's what I think season zero Pathfinder was, where you just get to jump around everywhere. And having the versatility of two full auto guns is absolutely huge for having success with her. Yeah, I think that was well said. I think that we both, when we play Valk, lean into maybe a marksman like the G7 back in the day, but the triple take and the 3030 are good options. But like you said, the strength is in your face, able to reposition really quickly and having two full auto weapons really, really help in mm -hmm. doing that. Next we have Seer, the wall hacker. Weapon one, the rampage. Weapon two, the Volt. Always aim down sights with Seer all the time whether or not you have a weapon or not. All three of his abilities allow you and your team to pinpoint enemy locations and light them up. The Rampage is the best for this because you can focus on aiming down sights around corners and you don't have to reload as much. You don't have to stop aiming down sights, which is exactly what you want to do. The Volt is also great because it's that medium range SMG that puts out great close range damage, but is greatly benefited by aiming down sights. You got the nine, that's like the hip fire gun, 
but that's not how you play in the seer strengths. So yeah, go ADS, go with the Volt, go with the Rampage. And if you can't tell, we're big fans of the Rampage right now. This gun is absolutely frying currently with and without the bug. <laughs> Always been fans of the Rampage. It's been incredibly powerful from the get-go. No doubt. Last but certainly not least, we have Ash, who is the phase breacher in terms of play style. And we're going with the double SMG, the car and the Volt. Ash is incredibly aggressive and fast at her peak. Using her ultimate to fully commit to an enemy is a great situation to bring those two SMGs into. You get some of that forgiveness and power. She can't get away, but she can deal a ton of damage. And so by having those two highly mobile weapons with really high DPSs, you are going to be able to have some serious success and pull off maybe that ult on fast kill teammate comes double kill action that you might have missed out on if you were running your marksman with it or running a uh maybe even a rampage with it depending on the range in which you're operating with i shouldn't use the rampage as a bad example that gun's great but you get the gist two close range guns really good power for a weapon that can close the or a legend that can close the gap unlike anyone else absolutely right anything else to say on this I, i've enjoyed kind of giving a little bit of a, a a brief guide on everyone we don't get to cover every legend a lot of times yeah i will say you know thinking about that last one ash i miss king's canyon so much <laughs> strictly because of the gold magazines i mm -hmm. feel like i'm not getting the same volume of gold mags as i'm used to now that we're on storm point so i miss that and just a gold magazine, even one of them for Ash would just be perfect for the offense. But looking at all these legends, I think we have some really cool loadouts. But if you have any thoughts, absolutely leave it in the comments. For We've sure. been loving the YouTube comment section. We've never really gotten comments before. This is the first month of our entire journey. Yeah. We've gotten that sort of feedback. So if you have a loadout that you really love for a specific legend, let us know if you think we have a good one and you're going to use it. Let us know if you think we completely missed out and we should have the Kraber on every legend. Also, <laughs> please let us know. We'd love to hear it. I mean, we, we tried to have some fun with it rather than just yeah. saying R301 and whatever second gun fits best because yeah. you could truly say that on each legend like we're that we were trying to we're trying to play into the play styles and hopefully that helps you make some more informed decisions so yes please leave your feedback though absolutely love it let's wrap it up now with some five star questions first question is coming from lover you know you could put videos on apple podcasts would you ever consider certainly considering it uh i think it kind of came out about the beginning of this year almost like last january i think is when we heard of it first yeah um, it, it's been around but spotify brought it out again and that mm -hmm. like refreshed everybody on that apple pods had it in the past which was kind of interesting yeah yeah we're definitely considering it we're trying to make it happen um mm -hmm. technically we don't really know where to start we know that you have to do it on the hosting side. Our current hosting platform doesn't provide it, but mm -hmm. may in the future. Um, but we also think that it's kind of a exclusive feature that is kind of meant for these premiere shows. Right now we have YouTube. So mm -hmm. if you want to see the video, we got it. It is on YouTube. And uh, we'll stick to the normal podcast on those other platforms. 
Yeah, there's, there's not a sh- lot of shows that do it as far as mm-hmm. I know. So like I would love to hear if anybody watches, you know, video on Apple Pods or Spotify, what uh, podcasts do it outside of the Joe Rogan show over on Spotify. But yeah, you mentioned it like our hosting platform doesn't currently provide it and we have to do everything kind of through our podcasting network currently as well. So they'll work on it. But in honesty, we're podcasts because it's audio first. We love kind of this video stuff. It's let us do some fun episodes. Um, and if we get the opportunity to do it, we will definitely add it. But it is currently not there from the tech standpoint with uh, and, and it's out of our hands, at least for now. True. Last question today coming from Sergeant Swag. My predicament is this. Until this season, my main loadout has always been the R99 and the G7. Now with the G7 gone, I'm having a hard time replacing it. I've tried out the triple take and had some success, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on what a good G7 alternative is. You take some time, recover, okay? I'll try and give an answer while uh, while you think through your thoughts and your fond memories. Um, I wish the 3030 did it. I wish the 3030 replaced this gun, but it truly doesn't for me. The replacement has come down to the R301 and the Rampage, which don't replace it because they're full auto and play so differently, but I will use them more effectively in the same use case right now than like the 3030 who kind of tries to mimic it, than the bow who kind of tries to mimic it. I mean, do you want to make an argument for either of those or maybe like the longbow or triple take? I think there's something there, but it's not at least what I would do personally. Sergeant Swag, there's no replacing the G7. <laughs> the there just isn't. <laughs> I think the this idea of actually replacing the G7 with something like the R301 of the Rampage is honestly your best bet. Just because the 3030 is way too complicated. The bow is really complicated. I enjoy both of these weapons a lot, but they definitely don't replace the G7 because mm-hmm. you can't get the same close quarters ability with a 20 round magazine and a high rate of fire with that mm-hmm. marksman damage. Um the triple take is as close as it gets, though. So if you are trying to use like a marksman, I have to recommend that over anything else. But it is not the same as the G7. It's a lot slower. You're doing more damage per shot, but harder to hit. The G7 is irreplaceable. Irreplaceable. Beloved. Rest in peace. Come back soon. Thank you to our producer, The Third Party, 10 who sports us over on Patreon. We're wrapping up the show here. Subscribe and I'll pause or follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer it on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to The Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Maybe tomorrow.